Let's start with Ale. Ale, what did you bring? Hi, I brought my Up With People host family journal. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, all right, we're going to dig into I that. That's what I brought. Yeah. Good. It was a thick one, too. And then, Fred, what did you bring? I brought a piece of sign music. And it's the Up With People music. And I have about 20 pieces of music hanging around the house. Oh, my goodness. Well, we, we're going to talk about how you, you've branded your space. <laughs> Clearly, I don't have my Up With People gear, but you can already start to hear every, everyone tuning in. This is another episode of Not Quite Strangers. My name is Valerie Hope. I'm your host. And every week or every opportunity we can we, to bring two people together. And this is an opportunity to inspire, to inspire curiosity, build connection, and also disrupt the status quo. There's nothing that says that we can't have meaningful conversations with strangers. And today is no different. I have here two amazing people that I've had the fortune of meeting in one case, Ale, you and I met, oh my goodness, is, is, has it been a year? I think it's been a year. Some, yeah, it's getting close to a year, actually. Not yeah. Too, yeah. And, and the way I ended up meeting you is when you were a part of the panel that Up With People Alumni Association had a panel and it was all around diversity and inclusion and the experience of traveling and Up With People. And there are several things that you said in that panel that I was like, oh my gosh, I think the same thing. I need to talk to this lady. So I reached out to you on LinkedIn. I'm like, can we talk? <laughs> out of the blue. And you were so generous and so sweet and, and said yes. And I actually invited you to be the first episode of this podcast, but for timing reasons, the other person couldn't make it. And it just, I knew the universe was saying, uh, uh, uh. You got to reserve her because there's somebody that she needs to meet. <laughs> and that is Mr. Fred Heisbeier. Now, Fred and I, you and I go back to 1997. Sounds right. Oh, so Fred was one of my host fathers. Oh, really? <laughs> back in the day. Yes. Oh, he and his wife, Joyce. Wow. I stayed with you for a month in oh, Arkansas. Wow. Is it, was it Little Rock? No. In- no, it was Springdale. Springdale, Arkansas. Yes, for a whole month. And here's my mom's going to get a kick out of this, Fred, but something that you may not know, <laughs> but I'll tell you now when I didn't steal anything. That's not what you said. I've been missing that item. That's the thing. No, but when we, when I stayed in your home, it was around Thanksgiving time and I was there for a month and you hosted some of the other members of the Up With People cast and some staff in your home for Thanksgiving. You wanted to do like some sort of potluck. And you asked me to prepare a dish from my culture that I could share with a group. And that was a time in my life where cooking was not that big. (laughs) I didn't have a repertoire. I had no clue. I called my mom and I'm like, I need to learn how to make rice. Like a rice and peas dish that we do. And she's like, oh my goodness, Valerie, I don't know how to tell you. You know what? Your aunt, your aunt is perfect. She would, so she'll know exactly what measurements and all that stuff. But I called her and she was like, measurements? No, you just put a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So I don't know if anybody got food poisoning. But, but 
my mom still talks about that. Cause like that's... Valerie called me from Arkansas because she didn't know how to make rice. <laughs> <laughs> like 20 some odd years later. Anyhow. But mom, um, it's a special rice. <laughs> it is a special. Thank you. Thank you. It was not just white rice. It was like That's rice right. with like peas and it was anyhow. Uh, and so I'm so grateful for the two of you. And I know that people are listening may not be familiar with Up With People. So I'd love for one of you, first of all, to share what is Up With People and how did you get involved? Let's start with that and then we'll go into the objects. Allie, go ahead. Shall I? Well, Up With People is an international organization that aims to bring people together from all walks of life, all nations, and to really just increase the understanding, to just not make things dramatic, that we're not so different. Mm. Basically, a lot like your program here. <laughs> that we're not I couldn't so call it up with people. I was already taken. <laughs> yeah, we're not so much of, <laughs> of strangers. We are really much alike but maybe we don't understand each other mm-hmm. because we hear things. Uh, we hear things from the news. We hear things when we go to school and we start creating pictures about different nations, different people and so on. And that just becomes some sort of a concept. But when you meet each other, you actually just say, oh, my goodness, we're just the same. We think the same things. We have the same problems. We have the same challenges. We go through the same things in life. Mm-hmm. But so that is really what Active People was all about. And to do that through music, music, I believe, is a very powerful tool to bring people together So we performed two hours of show, uh, dance and uh, song and music from all sorts of different uh, cultures that we represented. So I think we were about 102 uh, people all together. I traveled 1987. And um, yeah, we traveled mostly within the States and then we came to Europe. And um, yeah, I just had this show on two hours that we shared. And also when we came to different places, we were involved in the community as such to also come closer into the the environment to share more um, to the people as well that we met. So and also stayed with host families like you stayed with Fred. Mm-hmm. I stayed with, uh, uh, I think uh, I had over 100 host families. Amazing, amazing experience. So very gracious uh, time. And it's m- been very important for me in my life. And we were about around 20 years old. So it's mm-hmm. a springboard for your adulthood life. So it's really uh, a beautiful thing to do. Huge. Do you work yeah. for up with people now? That was yeah. so thorough. <laughs> I was like, uh, Fred, what would you like to add? <laughs> Allie did a great job. I, I'll just tell you my my story of getting into to the Up With People world. Um, back when I was 11 years old, 1967, uh, I was involved with Boy Scouts, and we were at a camp closing. It's a closing campfire, the closing the season out. And the camp staff did four songs on the docks. And it was four Up With People songs, as a matter of fact. It was um, 
for our audience that might know Up With People, it was the ride of Paul Revere, Freedom Isn't Free, Which Way America and Up With People. Yeah. I have no idea where these songs came from. I'm an 11-year-old kid, but I can remember singing Up With People or what I remembered of it going home with my mom and dad the night, the, the day after. As it turned out, my scoutmaster was also the director of camp who then created a local sing-out group called Sing Out Tomorrow. Mm. And I became enamored with what Up With People was, at least from that little, that little kind of microcosm of what Up With People was. 1969 rolls around. I'm in Idaho at the World, at this uh, National Scout Jamboree and Up With People performed before 30,000, 35,000 scouts. I'm 13 going on 14. Hey, my scoutmaster for the Jamboree was also the director of Sing Out Tomorrow. George, how do you join? That was the springboard. I joined the Sing Out cast and then just kept going from there. And Up With People has been a very integral and interwoven part of my life over the years. So, yeah. So what year did you actually join the Sing Out? I joined Sing Out in 1969, but you had to be 14. Okay. And uh, I traveled with uh, Cast 75A. 75A. Bicentennial year. Oh, amazing. Claim to fame. 75A. I I claim, but no fame. (laughs) For me. (laughs) For the cast. For the cast. (laughs) (laughs) And and where were you? You you said you were in Idaho when you went to the Jamboree, but where are you from originally, Fred? New Jersey. From Jersey. Right. Got right it. outside New York City. Yeah. So yeah. interesting. And Ale, you didn't add what how did you get involved? Like how did you find out about it? I uh, was in Uppsala. Uppsala uh, is uh, north of Stockholm here in Sweden. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in Sweden and they came there and had a performance. And I remember thinking that, yeah, I just knew it. I just knew what I saw, that I'm going to be a part of it. I have this kind of intuition. I'm just a, a little bit weird like that. Some things <laughs> I just know. <laughs> weird. Yeah. <laughs> And and I knew when I saw it, I knew I was going to be a part of it. I just knew it. And then they said, yeah, so come, come behind the scene and we're going to speak to you. And I said, yeah, yeah, I'm coming. Yeah. And everything was just, you know, just like a water. It just flew and I was there. Wow. <laughs> and, um, I joined 87. 87. E? E87. Yeah. E87. Well, yeah. mine is probably a combination of your two stories because <laughs> my mom used to have a record that looks very similar to what you have on the wall behind you, Fred. She used to have this record up with people record because apparently yeah, she's up with people in Panama when I yeah. guess maybe before we were born and we had a record at home. And so I had heard the song up with people growing up around the house you know but I had no idea what it was I didn't know it was an organization I had no clue so fast forward I'm in high school it was my birthday I think it was my junior year of high school on the day of my birthday or maybe leading up to the week of my birthday my mom said guess what up with people is still around and they're coming to Ozark Alabama we should host somebody and I was like 
nah. <laughs> I was a, I had a lot of attitude for a 16 year old. It's <laughs> like, nah, I don't want to do anything. She's like, but we're going to have to, we're going to host. It's going to be so fun. So we hosted a, a young lady from Canada and another one from Mexico. So we had like a little NAFTA thing going on. And, <laughs> and it was interesting, but you know, I didn't really connect with them. They were a little bit older than me, you know, in their twenties or whatever, but they were nice enough. And they only spent a few days at the, at the show. It was the day of my birthday. The show is the day of my birthday. I wanted to go roller skating or something else. And my mom was like, no, we're going to support our hosts, our guests, <laughs> and go to the show. So that put me in the worst state to ever. Like, I don't even want to be associated with this organization. It's my birthday and I'm doing a show. <laughs> <laughs> and I bopped my head a little bit, but just enough so that my mom would know if I was doing the show. Yeah. And then they did the whole like, come to the front if you want information. I'm like, nah, not interested. <laughs> Fast forward, go to college. I'm my last year of college and I'm a senior. And I was looking for work and you know, I'd sent out like 30 resumes all over the place and I hadn't gotten any responses. And one of the days I went to check my mailbox in the in the student center, I run into my former high school uh drum major Keith Keith Davis and I just wrote about this on Facebook the other day so this is so funny but so Keith he did traveling up with people he and several other people from my high school ended up going and 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 being a part of the cast but what was so funny is he he and I weren't like friends we just knew each other from band and I was like Keith I didn't know you were going to school here he's like oh I just got here and yeah, you know, traveled with, with people for a year and I did this and I did that. And I just went, you know, my girlfriend's in the Netherlands and all this stuff. And I was just like, he was like a oh, different man. Fun. He was so mature and so like worldly. I'm like, this is not the same kid I remember from high school. And I told him, you know, this is what I'm doing and I'm studying X, Y, Z and I'm graduating in a few months. And he's like, hey, call my friend, Mary McCullough in the admissions office for, for up with people. I think they could use somebody like you. And I was like, all right. So I called <laughs> few days later I get a phone call I got an interview next thing I know you're going to Colorado for staging and then you're going to Florida for training and then we're sending to Venezuela for our first tour there in 20 years and I lived I worked for up with people and lived out of a suitcase for five years from that moment five years staffed the whole time and lived with about 400 plus host families traveled to like 15 countries and absolutely life-changing and then I get to meet phenomenal people like the two of you you know insta bond bond. um so i want to hear this object these objects that you brought what is the significance of the object ali let's start with you and your your big uh family bible there (laughs) this one it's just you know i haven't read it for so long so I thought this would be a perfect uh, opportunity for me to look through it uh, before I met you guys today. And I did, and I started crying, actually. Oh. It is so powerful. It's such a beautiful thing in here. And the things that people write and the memories, I mean, it's another time, the furniture, the clothes and everything. <laughs> you can laugh and think, oh my God, this is another life. <laughs> But, but the, you know, the innocence, the genuine meetings with people, and just um, the openness, like curiosity, everybody was just, you know, open to life, as we are not as much when we get older, 
that came through so strongly and it hit me like wow that was such a beautiful beautiful time and I just take this and put it on the shelf while this is really filled with so much life and so much just beautiful goody things that we never should forget and uh, I thank you for that because uh, I I'm going to connect with some people from this uh, from this Mm. um, book now because you know we all just go into our other lives and you just go into the circle and so on and you forget we just forget but it's there yeah and we talked about choice it is a choice to to reach out and to initiate different things so that's why this means a lot and also my first the first um, page is my uh, godparents uh, so i stayed with my godparents uh, in uh, san diego um, mm-hmm. i am ethiopian i was born in ethiopia so my godparents uh, he was a um, navy officer uh, that was assigned to Ethiopia back, I mean, way back then at the 60s. And uh, so she became my godmother there. And she has been exactly like a mother to me. And I stayed with them. And she has followed me, you know, during the Apple People time mm. and so on. And they are on the first page here. And it just... Um, opened up many memories we tend to just close our chapters and move on but it's also good to remember the good the good things so that's why I really cherish this and I'm happy I got it out yay I should have done that and see what like what did Fred write about me in my home (laughs) but I'm gonna check I'm gonna send you a picture Fred (laughs) I'm gonna be cut from this podcast I think (laughs) oh that's beautiful Fred, any reflections on what Alice shared so far before we talk about your your object? Well, it's interesting because your your memories in that book um, about host families is something that I cherish as well. Uh, When I was being interviewed for the cast and the person who gave my second interview was Dale Penny. And... uh, I remember the president being of a, at, people at one point. Yeah. Is he still right. president? Yeah, he was president. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he was president and CEO at two different times in its history. But what's interesting is that I remember being asked, you know, up with people has the music, the show, has the host families, it has the travel, you know, and they gave me like three or four different things that ho- that make up the roundedness, the, the fullness of, of up with people. And I remember saying, I think it's going to be the host families because it is about making those connections. I don't know if I said it quite that way, probably not, but it is about those connections. And I just love that about yeah, your nice. your treasure that you have there. I wish I had done more of the writing. Uh, yeah. you know, and they do tell us, make sure you write stuff down. Yeah. I didn't listen to my parents. I don't listen to... <laughs> no. <laughs> you're bucking authority so you didn't have you didn't keep a host family book Fred well I kept notes uh we didn't I didn't have a book but we had uh you know the three by five allocation cards and things like that and I have some notes in there and we kept a cast journal that's interesting because I know they told us in our year you should have a some sort of book that you give your families to write a message for you Um, so that yeah we we predate the (laughs) You you predate the the, the cast book. 
Well, I think when I traveled, we had um, these big blocks of stone and chisels and hammers, (laughs) and they thought it'd be too much for the bus. (laughs) Yeah, it was too heavy. No, it was too heavy. (laughs) Um, Tell us a little bit about your object. Then you you said you have these sheet you have sheet music from all over your home. Yeah, I do. Uh, And the one I I picked up off the wall was up with people. And the reason I picked this. I'm going to put it back down. We can look at it later if you want. But the reason I picked that is because obviously it's the key song. It's the song that has spanned the 55 years that Up With People has been around. Mm -hmm. But more importantly, I've got signatures on there from not only Paul and Ralph Caldwell, but also from Dale Penny, Mr. and Mrs. Belk, Jim McLennan, and I hope, and Lynn Morris. And I hope to get a few more. Because it's that memory of up with people and those people that have had an impact on my life. Um, and, and so that's why I picked that. But there are a lot of memories. Music for me really triggers a, mem- a memory. And I think it does for all of us, you know, in one way or another. But I can, I can sit there and listen to a song from the uh, early 1970s called Take Me There. Mm-hmm. And I can remember my sing out cast doing an outdoor show and ev- the, the phrase take me there is repeated. And every time it would repeat, rain would get harder and harder. And none of us on stage moved until our director said, oh. OK, you can leave stage. <laughs> but it was so it was just, you know, one of those moments that I remember. Um, oh. And I can remember so many, so many times singing where the roads come together, singing roads. And and just that, it's just a magical piece of music. Emotional. I'm going to do something really quick. So I think, Ale, we're having some challenges. Yeah, well, the video just uh, disappeared for me here. Disappeared? Is your camera not working? It's so good. Ethiopian. <laughs> what is it? What is an Ethiopian spicy tea that you're drinking? What is? What's well, it? it's like um, cinnamon, <clears throat> cinnamon, uh, cardamom, and what is it called? The other one? We say neilika. Neilik. Is that no? What does it look like? Oh, uh, uh, brown. Brown. No. Yeah, you can have ginger as well, but uh, neilik. I, I actually. Looked you'll have up, to just I'll send see. me you'll send me the recipe so that's i love stuff yeah. like that it drinks spicy. one moment i can tell you, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so um you know it's called right. carnation 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 yeah you never heard of that and that is you know what? like the flower no it's a hard hard thing hard uh, i can send you that it's really yeah. nice and then you just um uh, Cook it just with water. That's it. It's just spice and water. Spice and water. I love that. Um, really nice. You know, <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious for you guys. Obviously, we've all talked about having the experience of living with families and the shows and that sort of thing. And, and Fred, you mentioned this, you know, the, 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 the moment of the music, the way the music really does have a, quite a deep and profound memory. But I'm curious about like the one story that you love to tell people about your experience and up with people. What is that story, Ali? And then Fred, I want to hear the same. Your oh go-to. 
what I love to tell, what I love to tell. I think for me at that time was just a meeting with all these different people. I remember, I remember so well coming into Arizona, uh, just being in Arizona in itself was just a huge thing for me, just being in the States. Mm. And then looking at all the people, all the nations, I remember thinking that, I'm going to have to be friends with the Japanese, with the French, <laughs> with that. I was like making plans, like putting everyone, <laughs> all the nations. I was so excited and I couldn't have time enough to get to everybody. And then I remember that we could have like uh, um, pair up on the buses. Uh-huh, Did you have that too? Like you could speak more in depth with people. Mm-hmm. And I have booked everyone I could. <laughs> like I was doing the journals. You had like people, bus date oh, Tinder. Yeah. Bus date. <laughs> <laughs> and that was so exciting to me to just wake up in the morning and knowing that today I have a bus date with a Japanese girl. And I had never met anybody from Japan so I was just so excited just waking up and knowing that and that excitement is really something that is typical um, for up with people for me just waking up and just knowing that something new is going to happen (laughs) I miss that yeah (laughs) well you're on a path now you said right you're this is your first time or second time being on a on a podcast you have an opportunity to start doing new things again yeah maybe you're inspiring me to some things <laughs> <laughs> oh cool what about for you fred favorite story i think that some of the stories just won't make sense unless they become a long long story so i'm okay. trying to think of one that's a little bit shorter but i think for me one of the go-tos is that the year i traveled was strictly in the United States. And here we are, we're an international cast celebrating the 200th anniversary of the United States, which is a little bit of a disconnect, I'm sure, for our international students. Uh, But it was so cool um, to be able to have a little bit of a part of this this national celebration. Um, The year I traveled, we had three casts of about 150 each, and each cast broke into three groups. So at any one day, we could have nine shows going on. And, you know, I always joke, we hit every small little community in the United States with these small little groups. Mm -hmm. Um, But flip that around, and we were the first cast to do the Super Bowl, first of four Super Bowls. Um, We were... We were a cast that did some major events all around the United States, um, including performing in Indianapolis for a crowd of, I don't know, there's, you know, 10, 15,000 people in the streets of Indianapolis on July 4th of 1976. Uh, so it was that kind of experience. Yeah. But it was travel show, travel show almost yeah. the whole year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Had very little time quote, time off or time away from the show and from the cast and stuff with. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think- yeah. And it was amazing how, how you adjust to just kind of get into a family and then out and then into the next and then out. Yeah. It was amazing when you think about it, mm-hmm. that uh, 
you know, not many people get to experience that, to come into people's yeah. home in that way. It's not common. I mean, we're literally oh. meeting strangers regularly. I, I remember I was in, yeah. oh my goodness, Freiburg, Germany, and staying with a host family. And we were only there for like three days or something like that, three, four days. And although I was a staff member, I stayed with host family as much mm-hmm. as I could. So I love that experience. And <laughs> I, I love Latin dancing. I'm originally from Panama. So I love salsa dancing, that sort of thing. And I, my, my host mom found out that was something I was interested in. She's like, I think we have a salsa club here. You want to go? <laughs> so my roommate from Mexico, Diana Karina, and I were like, yes, let's go. That'd be so fun. So we are this little town in Germany. We go to the salsa club. They're playing all this, I think, the DJ or something. I think it was live music. Anyway, so we're hanging out, the three of us, host mom, my, my, my up with people friend and me sitting around and talking. And all of a sudden this woman comes across the room and walks up to me and she's like, Valerie, Valerie Hope. Oh <laughs> my God. I don't know anybody in German. Like, who is this? And I can't remember her name right now, but oh, her name escapes me. She's like, it's me from Sweden, from up with people. I'm like, what? <laughs> so she used to travel enough with people like a couple of years prior. And I worked with her cast for a bit. And she's from Sweden, but was studying in, in Freiburg and saw me in this disco and came amazing. over to say hi. And then she introduced me to a friend of hers who um, is named Michael, who from Dallas, Texas. Oh, God, that was super cute. Um, one of the reasons I moved to Dallas, whatever. But <laughs> nothing happened. He just, you know. I was just like, Dallas might be a good place to live. Um, <laughs> but it was like one of those surreal moments. And yeah. you joke around because in the song it says, you meet them wherever you go, up with, up with people. You meet them wherever you yeah. go. And it's so true. I've had some of the most random encounters. Like, you're up with people too? What? Uh, anyhow, so that's, that's one of the many examples um well you know as we talk about host families one of the one of the most interesting things was being hosted by a host family i never met they gave the key to a neighbor the neighbor (laughs) picked us up got us to the house handed us the key and said there you go and i'm thinking to myself would i do that no (laughs) there were like i don't two or three of us and you just stayed in this house, like a random yeah. family? Yeah, because they and got there called. there were nobody there? No. And they, you know, they had a, they written us a note saying there's food in the refrigerator and all that kind of stuff that we need to know. And our neighbor will pick you up and take you to, to the show. I mean, you know, that kind of stuff. But yeah, it was really interesting. Oh, I'm trusting. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So yeah, I wow. asked you a favorite story. What's your favorite up with people question to ask? Because I'm curious what questions you ask other cast members or people that you know have traveled. Your favorite question. Uh, I, I wanted to know whoever I met in the cast for who they were. You know, where do they come from? Just how do they think? Uh, how do they reason how do they see the world I think that was the most important thing and when you get to meet people on that level you really start understanding that there are kind of like cultural differences and but also like personal profiles that's what I felt was very interesting who who are you like really you you would ask that question like yes yes 
<laughs> yes, I would. I always ask very strange questions. <laughs> Who are you? Very yeah, my favorite question to ask, actually, till this day, is if I don't know a person, I always ask them, if you please don't tell me, you don't tell me your name, uh, don't tell me where you come from, what you work with, where you live, nothing of that nature. If you just take all that away, how would you describe yourself? Mm-hmm. Okay, Fred, I think that's a legit question. <laughs> <laughs> how would you describe yourself? <laughs> I would describe myself as being um, caring and fun-loving. Uh, I love to have a good time. As a trainer, one of the things I always bring to the sessions is are we going to have fun today? Yeah. You know, and um, yeah. you know whether we're doing a sit down supervisory training for top managers, or whether we're doing uh, a ropes course, or whether we're doing something with with high, uh, with uh, college students, it's all about we're going to have fun and we're going to learn. Mm. So. That's amazing. And you're consistent. You didn't even get stressed by the question. Many people get really stressed out by that question. (laughs) That's good. And Fred, I could have said the same thing, Fred, uh, from when I met you back in 97, like caring and fun loving. I mean, you're the only trainer that you use hula hoops and (laughs) you had like a bag of tricks and you were always so generous with us. And to this day- And they're all in my garage. I, I bet. <laughs> but you know what? Truth be told, you're probably the only host family you and Joyce are the only two in, the, in the whole, my host family experiences that I've remained in continuous contact with mm. over the past 20 plus Amazing. years. That's cool. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. no, thank you. It was yeah. Yeah, huge for me. Um, and Ale, how would you answer that question? Yeah, I would answer it in the same way as Fred did. Because... You can't use his words, though. <laughs> but caring and fun-loving are taken. Yeah, because it's, ultimately it's our, um, our nature, our yeah. nature, uh, without having to put any external labels on it. Mm. It's who are you? And I am a lot of, um, I'm very childish. Like this childish <laughs> nature of mine doesn't seem to, I really love to just, joke around just joke mm-hmm. around like not it's just not serious it's it shouldn't be serious it's really light like mm-hmm. um we are energetic beings anyway all of us mm-hmm. so it's very light light popcorny <laughs> i love that you know that's a when great analogy yeah popcorny energy uh feeling yeah. that just nothing is very heavy you can just joke and uh yeah i think that's it just fun Fun and also supportive. I think, yeah, and I think I come with a very supportive energy. Mm-hmm. That's the nature I come with. I really feel responsibility many times in making a comfortable, comfortable uh, environment. I really, it's really important for me when I get somewhere that everyone is comfortable, have the popcorn feeling <laughs> as fast as possible. Just can let go of anything that is externally labeled and just relaxed. And if people just lay on the sofa with their feet, I feel like great. <laughs> yeah, I'm comfortable. Yeah, just so Allie. Yeah, Allie, should we let Valerie off the hook? Doesn't no. she have to answer that question? 
For sure. Hey, this is I'll my show. <laughs> Your I'll, guests I'll, are turning on you. <laughs> deep and brief. I would say curious. That's a huge one for me, obviously. I love asking questions. And this is how I got so close and connected with people and up with people in the host families. I mean, give me yeah. give me three hours with somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing I'm not FBI yeah. <laughs> or CIA. Um, so curious for sure. And I think similar to the two of you, playful. Let's say yeah. There's a, a bit of play. I found that being curious could also turn people off if it's if it doesn't come from a place of engaging like the popcorny thing that you shared Ale, because I think people sometimes can feel a little confronted um, when you're getting yeah. too personal so quickly but I, I think being playful and curious really kind of worked to my advantage and yeah. what else hmm I, I, I think connected like I feel really connected to people and and it doesn't have to be over a particular period of time or over a particular thing I think once I connect with somebody like soul to soul even if it's just that one time I feel like that that yeah. has made a, an impression on my on my soul in some way shape or form like I feel like I have yeah. I have little soul prints of people that I connect with That's, I've never said that before but I, it does feel that way a bit That's really nice yeah, yeah soul prints um yeah. Yeah, I'm curious about questions that you guys would ask each other. So I know I have tons, but I'd like to, because I know this is a very dynamic pairing. Well, you know, these these connections, like you mentioned, uh, running into somebody from Sweden when you were in Germany and so forth. So, Elliot, do you know Anna Carlberg by any chance? Have you met her? No. Anna, she what was is the last one? Carlberg. No. No, Anna is a castmate of mine. A castmate of mine. Okay. She's stayed in up with people a couple of years. I'm, I'm not exactly sure as staff, uh, but she's in Stockholm. And I didn't know if through maybe a Stockholm or a Sweden alumni get mm. together. But, yeah, uh, I have, yeah, I'm sure she is a part of it. I have not been very active. Okay. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I do love Stockholm. I Yes. Joyce and I were there and... Didn't have nearly as much time as we would like. Would like to get to other parts of of the country, but we mm-hmm. really enjoyed Stockholm. So. Yeah, it's nice, beautiful. Nice country. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Sweden yes. is great. We did we did two tours yeah. of Sweden. One the, of well, the different casts that I've traveled in went there twice, um, and we were well, actually we were in the Nordics for three months each time oh, yeah, in January, yeah. <laughs> middle of winter. <laughs> But it was beautiful. Oh my gosh. I remember going to Piteo, uh, which is like, Pitil. yeah, super, Way up north. yeah, yeah. Odebro, which I think that's, I don't, yeah, it was it's in the middle. Yeah. phenomenal experience seeing the rainier. But I mean, you name it. I think we got to do in the snow. I wrote a spark. <laughs> oh, <laughs> little, really? like, yeah. I have pictures of it. It's like a little, like almost like a sled thing that people use up north to even just go to the uh-huh. grocery store or whatever. Um, but I, so many cultural experiences. So I'm yeah. curious about for the two of you, thinking back to an experience that you had either with a host family or with another cast member or some place that you traveled to where you experienced some, sh- some culture shock of some version of <laughs> what's going on here. <laughs> Anything like that? Well, Good yeah. or bad? 
Good or bad, by the way. <laughs> I never saw it as a shock, though. Uh-huh. I just yeah. saw it always. I was so curious anyway to just, what am I going to meet? So mm-hmm. one, one experience that I always took with me was uh, a woman that had been homeless all her life. And she just had got her first home. It was a small home, but she invited us. She wanted to host us because she was so happy for her first. And that was such a beautiful, beautiful meeting with that lady. And she told us, and we were sitting there crying, you know, listening about her story. But she was very grateful and happy and was just so happy to share Mm. And those kind of things, of course, there are differences always, but what a, what a um, opportunity to meet a person like that and mm-hmm. to come so close and for the generosity to invite us into her home. Right. That I, I will never forget mm-hmm. that, that meeting. It was beautiful. It's Where really, was that? Really I don't remember. It was somewhere in the States. I don't remember. Yeah. Beautiful. So that I always take that with me. And then, of course, also we stayed with the host families that had like owned half of the city that you couldn't <laughs> imagine. Like, oh, my goodness, how can you have so much money? <laughs> and and that was also a shock on the other side. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it was what it was. It was just interesting to be a part of uh, different households mm. I remember thinking you know you can live your life in so many different ways yeah and uh, it was a very uh, unique way of really exposing yourself to seeing different mm-hmm. and also speaking I spoke very much with my uh, host families <clears throat> on uh, you know how it was to live and the challenges and the children and things like that so mm-hmm. Yeah. I I think for me, because our cast never went outside the US, you know, the, the type of cultural differences that you hope for for traveling to a different country, different part of the world, really didn't happen. But there are two stories that come to mind. One happened um with my sing out cast, and um we were doing a small um a small show, acoustic style show for a group of parents and their kids. And all of their kids had developmental needs. Mm. And, you know, it was just a come in, do, a, do 20, 30 minutes, interact a little bit and leave. So, it, you know, no big setup, nothing like that. Well, we're on stage. And, and by the way, I guess I need to preface this by saying this is like within the first couple of months I'm part of sing out so I'm really nervous about performing but so there's this kiddo in the front row who's just making a lot of grunting noises sounds things like that uh, you know reacting to the music but you could tell he didn't have verbal skills and his mom's kind of sitting there and, and holding him making sure he doesn't move too much or whatever at the end of the show we're out talking and his mom says, can you bring the cast together? He brought the cast together. And with tears in her eyes, she said, my son was never verbal, was never interactive until tonight. Really? And it was like, wow. that's to me, 
was, yeah, I mean, to this mm-hmm. day, and that's been 50 years ago or more, I still get chills wow. thinking about this kiddo. And what an impact, what we thought was just a, just a quick do them, get them up, get them up, get them done with kind of show. And it had that kind of impact. The other one was um, with Up With People. And that was um, going into um, uh, the, the uh, Mormon country of the United States, which we didn't know much about. I didn't know much about. Uh, we had a drummer who happened to be uh, part of the church. And so he gave us some, some uh, information about it. But realizing that even as different as the religions are and so forth, we're all the same. You know, and that goes back to that culture that you that cultural experience that you were talking about, Ali. You know, we are all the same mm-hmm. and we don't need to be fearful. We don't need to be, um, you know, standoffish. We need to embrace. And I thought that that was a, a really great experience. Amazing. That's yeah. a, you know, the such a <laughs> the more I listen to you and of course I have my own experiences in my head, but I'm just like, what a unique privilege right to have seen so many walks of life you know Ali I love what you said live life and people live life in so many different ways and we were privy to a glimpse anyways right you know when you're only for a day or three or so you don't necessarily get the full experience but you get a a moment in time with something or someone or in a culture that you would have never thought of I, I know I was the only and first black person in many people's homes, most of my host families were not black. I could count on one hand how many I had in the five years that I traveled for whatever mm-hmm. reason. And, you know, and not that there were other families who hosted who were black around the world, but for some reason it wasn't me. But it was interesting how I did feel sometimes a bit of the oh, responsibility is not the right word, but I did feel that I had the privilege to give them an experience yes. and allow yeah. them to ask questions yeah. and maybe they were. Exactly. Not, oh, they're not able to ask other people or don't feel the confidence to. Yeah, so I, I found myself yeah. being going pretty deep with with people, especially the young ones, the young, you know, yeah. the children. Very important. Um, yeah. Huge. And yeah. that's where the fear comes from. The fear comes from not knowing that we are all Absolutely. the same. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's why it's so important to empower individual people on an individual level. Mm-hmm. Once each and every individual knows who they are, mm-hmm. then it's that won't be an issue anymore. And but we have uh, to go deep enough. I think to your point, there has to be, like you said, like the question that you asked that without telling me about where you're from or what you do or whatever, like if we have if we have the opportunity to go deep enough, we get to that. Otherwise, I think the the outer shell is very distracting for people. Exactly. You know where you live, you don't have time. but how you yeah. dress, you know yeah. your ethnicity or your yeah. accent or any of those elements yeah. that distinguish. And people. your attention, your attention is limited, so you have so much to take care of. All these labels have to be considered every day, twenty four seven. So unless you have a tool and an awareness about the other dimension of yourself. Mm. How are you supposed to find that? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is, yeah, that is a key. 
I'm, so I'm very passionate about individual empowerment. Like Absolutely. we're talking yeah. so much about about uh, sustainability, sustainable this, sustainable that, but mm-hmm. whatever is sustainable out there is reflecting sustainable individuals to begin with. 100%. So if we can focus on making the individual sustainable, we will reflect the outer world in a sustainable up. world. But uh, yeah. So to come back to what you said, Fred, about, you know, the fear, the fear comes out of not knowing mm-hmm. that there is really nothing to be fearful about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I put people in the sense you also said, um, Valerie gave us opportunity to show fearful people if there were some to show other dimensions that really there is nothing to be fearful about then it's not easy for people that are scared of certain things if they never get to see another side yeah how are they supposed to to find another way so it's really sad from that perspective as well so it's hard to judge anybody everybody's just doing the best that they can from the situation we are but I really like the thing if everyone at least can talk to themselves and say let me take away all my labels yeah sooner or later they will come to this Mm -hmm. yeah you know that's all there's left really that's what's left I, I remember being in um Estonia and luckily, well, I stayed with a host family there too, but the, the, the son had traveled enough with people a year or two before and I knew him. So he hosted me, he and his parents. And so we walked around, I mean, six foot, Sven, his name is Sven, six foot tall, blonde, very fair skinned, right? Uh, or as my niece likes to call pink skin. <laughs> I'm brown, Ale, you're tan and Fred, you're pink. <laughs> hey. Um, so we're walking around in Tallinn, Estonia, the capital, and we had to ride in public transportation. And oh my goodness, people were staring straight up at me, just like I've <laughs> <laughs> never seen a person of my color before. And it was so, it was, it was actually quite. Um, it wasn't scary. First of all, I'm glad I was with Sven because then he could, if anyone said anything in Estonian that I didn't understand, he could support there. But no one said anything, but they were, I, I found it flattering. Actually, that evening, we also, the cast got together at a local, at a local pub. <laughs> and when I was there, like several random people wanted to come and take a photo with me. <laughs> so I have this photo with these two Russian guys. Um, <laughs> the, the, you know, there's this, also I, I like a unique this. happening. It was, yeah, it was like yeah. this whole thing. And I felt like Janet Jackson for a moment. Yeah, like a celebrity. <laughs> this is positive attention, but it was, again, I think a, you know, you, we, we both mentioned that this idea of checking our assumptions about not only our assumptions about other people, but then allowing, allowing whatever assumptions that people have when they are ready to challenge them to give them enough space to do it. And I think that's what yeah. Up With People taught me is I knew yeah. that I would have experiences where people were like, I don't know how to, mm. but just by saying, yes, you can come and stay in my house. It was like, okay, now I need to make myself open enough and accepting enough with whatever yeah. shows up to give them yeah. an experience of themselves that they may not have otherwise. Right. And I, I yeah. learned so much from how to allow and how to be very yeah. gracious 
I had some crazy <laughs> people. Um, so I'm going to ask you guys, any crazy host families or crazy travel stories that you're allowed to say in public in mixed company? <laughs> so there is a little bit of a cheeky side up with people so <laughs> you go fred oh thanks well, that was quick <laughs> um you know i was pretty fortunate with host families i i can't think of anybody that i would call just kind of really off one way or the other. Um, my, my host family in Tucson for staging was a, um, a, a woman about 60 years old or something like that. I think she was, I think she was retired and she had told up with people. I can only take a student for, or two students for two weeks out of the five week staging because I'm going to be gone hmm. up with people said, sure. And so at the end of the two weeks, she said, oh, you guys just stay here. And, you know, she, it was kind of like, the other like you guys. She, left yeah. money, she left us food and she said, here you go. It's your house. And and that's kind of that's just really cool. Um, yeah. I do remember a bus breaking down, you know, yeah. um, and many of us have that story. You know, you just have to sit on the side of the road or whatever. Um, and I guess the. There's just a lot of those kind of stories that unless you live through them, it's really hard to relate how funny or how interesting yeah. they are. No, I agree. I agree. I I don't think I have anything like nothing that I feel was terrible or and I wasn't judgmental either. Really, I took mm-hmm. everyone as they were. I truly, truly did. I never had any expectation. I was, okay, where am I coming now? Okay, this is how they do it here. This is how they live here. And so I just learned. It felt like, you know, opening a window. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. reading a book or watching it. You you don't judge it. You just accept. Okay, this is how they're doing it here. How interesting. Mm-hmm. And then I tried to ask as many questions as I could. I remember I wanted, I it really did come close to my host families, yeah. you know, during dinner and so on. I always stayed up and talked. Um, so, no, I have really gracious uh, memories and very positive memories. I can't even remember and it's up to us, right? If we judge it, if we want to judge, we will find strange things because we will start judging from our expectations and our experiences, how we think it should be. Mm-hmm. Well, there's nothing that should be, but we have our own concepts. And from that, you can start finding all sorts of strange stories if you want. Yeah. <laughs> there's, you know, and you, I think because, and not to diminish this, but I think, a, not only has it been a long time, but, you know, spending one year in that very intensive experience yeah. and now with the, with the perspective of maturity, there are certain things that fall into place and now have a, maybe a grander meaning or a deeper meaning, but yeah. there are some crazy people. I'm like, I mean, I was in the staff, so we are privy to some crazy stuff. Like college age students, a year together. It was like, oh my gosh. I remember a newspaper article. I was promoting host families and the show and everything in, I think I was in, in Canada someplace. 
and they completely took some of the words. Like I had that experience with the media where you say something oh, and yeah. it's written. It's not what you said. <laughs> so oh, okay. they asked yeah. about you. Do you guys know rule number nine? Remember rule number nine? Is that no? I don't know if you had that. So rule number nine was that there was no uh, fraternization <laughs> with <laughs> between cast members, no sexual or, or they just yeah, 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 especially yeah. the sexual piece. Um, yeah. So that was rule number nine that there should be no hanky panky at all throughout the year. <laughs> we didn't want this was prior to the whole focusing on harassment. We didn't really talk about that, but that I'm sure was born yeah, out. That, of it. Yeah. Um, but we, I remember this article was written. I was asked questions about the group and how we met and how we traveled, all that good stuff. And then someone, the, you know, the reporter was like, I heard that you have a rule about what is this rule number nine? I think that's what the, I was just like, <laughs> oh, what am I supposed to say? <laughs> well, you know, for the good of the students and the experience, I, I put my best PR spin on it. Or whatever and then the article said something about you know cast members are prohibited from knocking boots and i'm like i never said knocking boots who says that in an article uh, <laughs> really but there's yeah there's definitely uh, i think <laughs> some moments that had me really like challenged yeah. so my, my my last question about up with people and then i, I want to start to look at the experience of the two of you meeting. Um, mm. So knowing what you know about yourselves from that lens, from that experience, how does it inform who you are in the world today? We have a lot of things going on in this world, especially in the last couple of years around how workplaces, communities, organizations could do more, be more, could extend themselves more and being more inclusive helping people yeah. feel more belonging and be more diverse. So I'm curious about the experiences that you had, how do they inform how you move in the world today as it relates to what's been happening the last couple of years? Can I go? Sure. Oh, for me, um, that was such an important experience to self-awareness and to being comfortable with who I am. Uh, understanding, um, having a wider perspective, and just being solid in in who I am and what I believe in and what I could, based on that, do and reach out to people uh, and being comfortable more in um, doing what is right from that perspective, if it makes sense. Can you give an example, Alec? Give us an example of how that shows up. Um, not being afraid. I think that is a, a central part of everything. Not being afraid of people you meet, not being afraid of addressing issues and having the tools to address them in a good way, in a functional way. Understanding people that there is uh, nuances. Do you say nuance in English? Like you have nuance. to... Nuance. Nuances. Yeah. You, you have you learn to to be able to feel yourself in to different uh, people and how people perceive things that you become more diplomatic I would say more diplomatic and and be able to walk uh, with ease and neutrally and not take things so personally 
Um, and that all comes through understanding. Understanding of yourself, understanding of others, and understanding that things are the way they are, not because people are bad, but because people have had certain conditions. I'm going to peel one more layer back. Give us yeah. an example of something you've experienced, some, a, a story. Tell us a story of where you've had to be that diplomatic, where you've had to really get centered and be, self, you know, be more conscious of yourself and your, and your reaction. Yeah, there was a, a situation I can take about um, German people, for instance. There was um, uh, a pretty harsh belief about German people, and I had really close friends that were German, and I felt that they were carrying a burden from their history that they really couldn't um, take the responsibility for and the other group that was against this group so to speak um, I was able to really uh, make them understand mm. uh, and also the German group to not take that responsibility um, because it's a heavy burden on that side as well yeah. and and having that conversation on both sides was really um I think changing, not fully, but uh, a small step forward. We all can do that. Nothing is changed over a night, but we can help uh, always, like you say, peel off something. And that was a situation I really felt made a difference just because we were as well. Uh, we had the friendship on both mm. sides. Yeah. So you were kind of the peacemaker, at least to help them hear each other. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah love that thank you Fred then I wasn't afraid either because many people feel it's really you know don't want to go there don't mention that and don't mention that but we do need to mention that in a in a calm and neutral way yeah a hundred percent I think for me my life has been so intertwined with the values of Up With People, the values of, of other a organi- couple of other organizations that have been vital in my life. Um, yeah. And it just continues. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for me, I'll just say in the past several years, one of the places where my experience with Up With People, my experience of, of opening up to different cultures and so forth has come about mm-hmm. with hosting um, some business people from Russia and from Armenia, from Panama and from Argentina. Yeah, Panama. Mm. <laughs> from David. And, uh, and it's been, especially with the hosting of our Russian friends, um, it came into our home only for a week. But again, you, you realize that what we hear through our politicians on both sides, what we hear through the media is not the full story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yes, there are, there are differences. Yes, there are some some you know conflict between. But when you really get down to it, it is that one on one relationship. Um, mm-hmm. Quick quick story mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, our first uh, hosting of uh, a Russian contingent and we hosted a young lady from from uh, St. Petersburg mm. after the week being together 
their contingent said, you guys need to come over to Russia. And so there were five of us who said, okay, we'll come over next year. And we did. And it was the first time that a full contingent of the United States went over to visit their their um their hosts that they had their host uh, kids they weren't kids but they were adults um but anyway we get over to russia and we meet up with the person we hosted she runs a, a little children's theater we met her mom we met her daughter we met her best friend and her best friend's daughter uh tatiana's girl and and her friend did a beautiful dance in the middle of this park for us just to say thank you with music and we had people just stopping watching this we get down to moscow and the rest of the contingent meets us one girl one woman traveled 24 hours by train to get to moscow to meet us it was so great you know, and mm-hmm. and the up with people experience helps helped me yeah. to better understand about that relationship that we were developing. Uh, yeah. And I've had that happen to me now in China several times. Valerie, when you were talking about pictures uh-huh. um, in in Estonia, I was thinking the kids in Shanghai or or wherever in China I would travel, and the kids would run up to you and want to talk even though they could maybe say only hi and bye or something like, thank you. And they want to get a picture. uh, You know, it's just so wonderful. Uh, I I think those are the kind of experiences that everyone needs to have, right? The opportunity, I think, again, going back to choice, the choice to step in into an experience where you are in a different culture or bringing someone else to, to meet you. I, I thank my parents because if it hadn't been for my mom hosting, <laughs> getting those tickets. <laughs> mom. Thanks, mom. Uh, thanks, mom. But we've been hosting people, you know, we, we were always the, the family that if, if we weren't hosting them in our home, we would invite the foreign exchange student to have dinner. We somehow befriended them and their family or whatever. That was, that was kind of how we rolled, especially my mom, which I think that really for me has been an opportunity to just keep extending, keep extending, keep meeting, keep saying hello. And then the other thing I think of with people was brilliant at for me is there's no one that can tell me (laughs) you, Oh my gosh, I can't, I didn't have enough time to go see, do whatever. Like you can find and give me like give me two hours, I can go someplace and <laughs> and, and do some damage. Not damage, but the, you know, <laughs> the idea of having to travel someplace and is not worth if you can't go for two weeks or more. Like bull, that's not true. <laughs> give yeah. me give me two days, give me one day, and I'll make the best out of that time. I think up with people help me just go deep fast and then be adventuresome. Like I went to Japan. Uh, a few years ago, my brother was stationed in Okinawa, he and his family. So I stayed with them for about 10 days. And then I took three days to stay in Tokyo. I ended up meeting one of my uh, former castmates in Tokyo, and she and I spent the day together. And it happened to be this huge festival. So it was just like a beautiful culture and experience. And the next, I was just like, I, I want to go to Hiroshima. I want to go to Hiroshima. She's like, no, that's far <laughs> from Tokyo. Yeah. It's like, 
it's, you know, most people go in a day or two is a longer trip. And I'm like, I think I can make something happen. And it so happened I could take the bullet train. It takes four hours to get there in bullet train. I booked it first thing the next day. I went there, got there <laughs> at noon, spent the day by myself, just checking everything yeah. that I wanted to check out. Yeah, and I no, took the I last you, train yeah. back to Tokyo. And I'm like, thank you up with people. So don't let anything, I think, stop me from experiencing something that's meaningful. That's what that's what that experience yeah. in those years. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing I'd like to add to that is also what up with people taught me is to see everyone the same. Mm. I think that is also a skill or just an awareness when you get to this aha. Yeah. Then you just see everyone. Then we have function, of course. Somebody has this title, somebody has that title, but I view everyone the same. Mm. And that I do. I really do, truly. Well, speaking of viewing everyone what? the same, how how did you guys experience this? I mean, this is the first or second time being on a podcast yeah. like this, meeting a stranger and having these conversations. So I'm curious, what's your experience been like today? Interesting, nice, fun. Good. Fred doesn't feel very much as a stranger. At all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. And think same you. with Allie. I mean, you know, it feels like we've known each other and. You know, that's the beauty of Up With People is you make those connections. Um, you know, my ex- my experience through Sam, Up With People, has gone through not quite 55 years, but pretty darn close. Oh. And I have friends that were in the original casts, you know, the early 60s, all the way up through the present. My work on the board- was my last cast, so... <laughs> The what was? Uh, Mine was my, my last cast I worked with was 2000, A2000. So yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and having been on the IAA board, the International Alumni Association board, allowed me to have connection points through the eras. Mm. Yeah. And as much as we are ages apart uh, by physical age or by, uh, you know, uh, actually, mm-hmm. we are so close in yeah. our experiences. Exactly. You know, yeah. The cast that went in 1965 to um, Watts in LA mm. and experienced that, and the casts that are now, or not now, but have been in, in major spots where there's been conflict and so forth in the, in the 90s and the 2000s and so forth, those experiences are so palpable and so similar to each other. And it just shows that even generationally, we are very much alike as as much as we try to have that wall. Mm. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. Do you have a lot of connection with your old uh, castmates? Watch who you say old. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. Um, oh. Whatever happened to like removing the layers? Because you have several casts, yeah. Yeah, I I do have some connection with with um, with my cast from '75. We we do some Zoom meetings and so forth. I have also connections with my uh, Sing Out casts uh, yeah. mates yeah. over the years because I was in Sing Out for almost ten years, and then I also have 
connections with people that I met along the way uh, through the years, through my work with the IAA. So yeah, some of the most important people I know who have had a most impact on my life are through up with people in one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. Including my wife, by the way. Oh, nice. (laughs) No, she, she did not travel. Um, Her best friend was in a sing out cast and that was the connection point. Indirectly anyway. (laughs) Yeah. No, but you have been a part of many up with people, you know, uh, casts and groups and so on. That's what I meant. Not that. Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) You don't need to apologize. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, as we're wrapping up this conversation, Ali, what are you taking away from this conversation? That it was a really new thing for me to do. Uh, I stepped out of my box and did something I haven't done before. Uh, Appreciating your choice of doing things that you think is, you know, necessary on some level. And uh, meeting Fred, getting to know Fred, and just enjoying a conversation in a new way. Thank you so much. Yay! Thank you. Thank you for stepping out. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Fred what are you anything else you're taking out of this conversation taking away from this experience it was just a pleasure that's I mean I feel like we're in our living room just talking with the three of us (laughs) I really do and and Valerie thank you for making that possible uh and Allie thank you for coming into my living room (laughs) uh, (laughs) to have this conversation you know, it's just so much fun to be able to talk with people and laugh with people and not have to worry about, oh, am I going to say the right thing or the wrong thing? You know? was, exactly. Thank you exactly. for this. It's like about age and yeah. stuff, so. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I like to have fun. Exactly. And I'm playful. Yeah, You're playful. Popcorn. I'm going to use oh, that phrase. I love That's it. That's a great one. Uh, I'm <laughs> no, so it was grateful. really awesome. I'm so it grateful for really you awesome. too. You guys have been amazing. I know we could talk for hours and I'm sure at some other point we can continue the conversation beyond the podcast, but I'm grateful for the two of you having said yes, for being as generous with your stories and ideas and experiences as you have been with Thank not only you. me with each other, but anyone that might be listening and tuning in. So I don't take for yeah. granted that it takes something you know, to, to say yes to this and then share something personal about yourself in the process. So, yeah, of course. Yes. Thank so you happy. so much. And thank you for creating this opportunity. You know, Absolutely. it's up to us to create. Yeah. And you did. There's yeah. more, there's more to come. So anybody that's tuning uh-huh. in right now, if you're interested in subscribing to www.notquitestrangers.com, you will get a notification anytime a new episode is available through email. You can also subscribe on YouTube or any of your favorite podcast platforms and be notified that way. So I'm so excited that you all had an opportunity to meet these phenomenal human beings out in the world doing their thing. <laughs> And the rest of the world that they brought along with them just in this conversation. I think people got a chance to travel with us today. I I really do. All right, everyone. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Thank you so much. Have a lovely evening. Bye. You've been listening to the podcast, Not Quite Strangers. Be sure to subscribe or follow on your favorite video or podcast platform. And for more information and content, go to notquitestrangers.com. See you next time.